Hello, and welcome to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. My name's Sarah. I'm Melinda. And this is a travel podcast, as you may have gathered from all the other episodes. And also the description. Nah, you silly. That's not how this works. <laughs> nah, you just did podcast roulette, picked a random podcast, we're like, I don't know what this is, but it better be good. I mean, you never know. That doesn't sound like too bad of an idea. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of podcasts out there. You don't have to stay long. Just download our library. Yeah, do that every episode <laughs> and then delete them. And then in a week, re-download them and lather, rinse, repeat. Just keep doing that. Share the love. So do you have a cocktail this week? Uh, the remainder of my cocktail this week is uh, a packet of liquid IV and some water. Hmm. You know, trying to be hydrated. I hear that's a good thing. Well, you, like my cat, are working on your fluid intake. Yeah. Hydration's the cool thing. You should do it. Drink more water. I drink a lot of water. I don't need to work on my fluid intake. It's already quite high. That's what she wants us to think, but really she's lying. It's true. I'm a huge liar. Especially when it comes to my fluid intake. (laughs) She's fibbing! What's your uh, cocktail this week, oh fluid master? My cocktail this week is Moose, stop doing whatever you're doing. That sounds like a terrible cocktail. It is, and it's very loud. It sounds like one where you're not going to wake up and remember what happened the night before. So for reals though, what's your actual cocktail this week? My cocktail this week is just water because I had to run home very quickly today. There is no time to stop at a store. Which leads us to our update. Would you like to ask me what my update is? No, I just made the segue. (laughs) It was pretty smooth until you ruined it. Fine. I thought I gave it a little extra pizzazz, personally. No. My update is that at about four o'clock at work today, someone posted a link to an article that said, hey, did everybody know that there's a bomb less than a kilometer from our office? And so, uh... I did what I do whenever a World War II bomb is found anywhere near me. You went and investigated. <laughs> no, no. My Harriet on, the Spy Nancy days Drew. are over. That's fair. That's probably for the best, too, honestly. Yeah. Well, it coincidentally, at the same time, they took the accounting software offline to do some updates. I was like, well, I can't, I can't account. And there's a account. bomb nearby. I cannot account when there's no account software. So I just stood up and I was like, eh. Hey, See y'all to ma- to <laughs> see Ooh, y'all shit. tomorrow. You sure that's water? Vodka. Sorry, did I say water? Yeah. So I just picked up and left because no work plus bomb means I'm going home. So I ran home as quickly as possible to get out of the potential blast zone. And by the time I was settled in, I realized, oh wait, grocery store. Right. So no fancy cocktail, nothing from a can, just good old fashioned water slash vodka. I mean, same difference, right? One's just fancier water. I mean, I drink both at the same rate, so... Concerning. (laughs) What's your update this week? Well, my mom just sent me a picture and I didn't know what it was. Uh, Apparently, it was the nose of a manatee. So now I'm just calling it the Florida Loch Ness Monster Snoot. Why did she send you a picture of a manatee nose? Because she's in Florida right now? I don't know. She's a little (laughs) crazy. All moms are. That's just how it works. At a certain point, yes, but yeah. But other than that, I got to uh, see the the Strokes play a concert oh, I'm up so here. Jealous. Yeah, that was my second time seeing them live. It was amazing. They're still as awesome as I remember them in the early two thousands. I'm jealous. And uh, I'm kind of old, so 
Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it's okay. It was totally fun. To add insult to injury, not only did you get to see the strokes without me, you went out for dicks afterwards. Oh, I mean, you gotta have a bag of dicks. It's important. It's a good way to end the night. For those of you not from Seattle, Dick's is a chain, a small local chain restaurant that sells ham- serves hamburgers, but you have to refer to it as a bag of dicks. You get your bag, you leave, you've got your bag of dicks. Yeah, it's uh, a local drive-in burger joint. It's Dick's Drive-In is like the full name, but yeah. They have one location that's a little bit closer and not actually in Seattle, so it's just funny to hit that one up on our way back home because then you see people in concert shirts and you're like, I know where you were. You too left this show and thought to yourselves, man, I'm craving dicks. But not just one, like a bag of them. Yep. Yeah, that's how you're supposed to do it. It's like foster scones. You buy them by the bag. Fisher scones? Oh, why am I thinking fosters? That's chicken. Or beer. Maybe I've just got alcohol in the mind today. Good lord, apparently. It's been a long day. <laughs> it's been a long month. Sarah really uh, started the rumor that there was a World War II bomb near the office just so she could go home. God, I wish. We had a girl in high school once call in. I don't remember if it was a shooter or a bomb scare because she had a test that day that she didn't know about and she forgot to study so she just went home and when her mom saw her there she was like um there was i think it was a bomb there's a bomb at school so i heard about it from my friends and so i just came right back home so her mom naturally called the police and the whole school was put on lockdown yeah that's that's not something you should joke about kids no don't do that and honestly I think there's a million different things you could tell a parent that doesn't involve weaponry of some sort. That one, you had to know that one was going to backfire. <laughs> Just say someone was bullying me. Like, there's so many other things. But, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and high school students are stupid. Yeah, but it's okay. You're all going through that same phase of stupidity together. Most of you will grow out of it. Some of Hopefully. you will never leave it. Yeah, there's definitely a few of those. And that concludes Old People Corner for this week. <laughs> oh, no, wait. There's one more part to Old People Corner. And that's just both of us shaking our fists and shouting, get off my lawn. Nah, it's get off my property. Like Fuzzy Lumpkins from Powerpuff Girls. Oh, Fuzzy Lumpkins. That's something I haven't thought about in a while. Anyway, those are our updates. Melinda went to a concert and had fun. And I ran away from a bomb. <laughs> Hey, um, but speaking about old people, let's talk about forgetting things. How about forgetting things in your Uber ride? Okay, go on. Uh, this week's news article is brought to you by Travel and Leisure, or Leisure, depending, you know, on your pronunciation, it's cool. Leisure IA. Ooh, too much. Too much flair. (laughs) But as most of us probably know, forgetting things like a cell phone or a wallet, maybe car keys, isn't too far-fetched to think of something that's going to be leaved, leaved, leaved behind (laughs) in an Uber ride. Levoriaid. Ah, see, your weird pronunciations are are throwing off my brain. Uh, but based on some data compiled by Uber that was recently released, they've decided uh, who the top forgetful cities are. Okay. Which is pretty good. Uh, number three is the Lone Star State with Lubbock, Texas. Well, the top three states are actually in Texas. 
Uh, number three is College Station, Texas. People in Oxford, Mississippi are second most forgetful. And then it's followed by Fresno, California and Modesto, California. Hmm. I could see Californians being forgetful. Yeah. That adds up. Lubbock, Texas, Oxford, Mississippi, College Station, Texas, then Fresno, Modesto. I'm happy to report that Washington's not on their top 10. Uh, that's because I don't currently live there. Yeah, about that, can you, like, stay away and not ruin our numbers? I've actually never left something in a cab, but I once left a cell phone on a bus. Yeah, which is one of the most popular things. Um, phones, wallets, keys, passports. But Uber's also, um, listed some of the oddball things that they've had left behind. Any guesses on what might, Um, what might be these oddball items? I'm really, really hoping for something like a prosthesis or something. I mean, maybe, but it's not on the list. I could just imagine being an Uber driver, cleaning out the back seat and finding a leg. <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> How did you get away? But Uber said that forgotten items have been ranging from a bubble machine to uh-huh. a bag of stuffed elves. Naturally. Ouija board, diamond cufflinks and a uh, guinea pig slippers. Oh, oh no. Could you imagine being that driver that has an Ouija board left in like their cab or their car somewhere? <laughs> well, when you say guinea pig slippers, that was quite a roller coaster of guinea pig. Oh, slippers. Oh, somebody got a new pair of slippers today. <laughs> but oh, what if you find that Ouija board? Did they purposely leave it there because now it's a demon portal and it's haunted? How are you supposed to react to that? That's I'd be less concerned about the Ouija board than I would be the animal slippers. Like, were they shaped like guinea pigs or made out of guinea pig fur? I don't want to know. I hope they're, like, shaped like guinea pigs and they're just, like, animal-shaped slippers. Because the latter's kind of gross. Do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Nope. There was a plot recently where Charles and Rosa were keeping guinea pigs in the storeroom at the precinct and two guinea pigs suddenly turned into 600 and they met a guy at a bar who was like i'll totally take them off your hands but he was wearing a very very conspicuous toupee and the two of them walk away and look at each other and go that guy's for certain going to make toupees out of them aren't they which is why when you say guinea pig slippers my mind jumps immediately to like guinea pig fur slippers but how would you know it was guinea pig i have questions i'm pretty sure they were shaped like guinea pigs god i hope so because i have concerns about the type of person who would look at slippers and be like oh yeah that's made out of guinea pig why would you know that business they know what's up your uber driver is actually that's just his his night job his day job is taxidermy he just stroked it and went yep guinea pig ew (laughs) hard pass um (laughs) uh if you have forgotten something that is important especially like your passport in your uber Uh, They suggest that you call your driver or you log into your account and report it under your trip section so you can try and recover your lost items. Or if you can't reach the driver, Uber recommends leaving a detailed voicemail describing the lost item and the best way to contact you. Hmm. Which makes me wonder how often people don't get their stuff back. I've actually heard of a few cases where Uber drivers will hold things ransom. Yeah, I, I feel like that's probably like a small handful of well, people yeah. that have decided that they wanted to be mean. But maybe yep. if you're in those like top five cities, be very mindful of the objects you entered the cab with so you can exit. Well, it's not even a cab. You can exit the vehicle with too for your Uber ride. Yeah, it's funny that you pulled this story for this week because over the weekend I had to go to the vet oh, eight times. 
Did you need another flea bath, Sarah? Is that why you had to go to the vets? I was going in for my quarterly tick medication. So I was taking my cat, dropping her off, and then coming back in the afternoon to get her day after day. And it was a lot. But because I was taking a sick cat, I didn't want to take her on public transit. She just didn't need any of the extra jostling. So I took a lot of cabs. Luckily, I had 50% off coupons that covered the entire weekend. (laughs) Uh, But I'd get into the cab, sit down, put her crate on my lap, stack my purse on top of that, and then like hold my phone on the top. So I've just got like a pile of stuff. And the cab drivers kept saying, you can use the whole back seat. You don't have to sit with everything stacked on yourself. And I just kept saying, no, this is how I keep from forgetting stuff. If I can see it all, I'm not leaving any of it. Grabs a purse, forgets the cat. Oh, God. Oh, that's the last thing anybody needs. I've had enough cat drama. Speaking about sick and public transportation, we do just want to make a note that we are very much aware of the coronavirus and everything that's going on worldwide. Uh, we don't want to add to any, I don't know, fear mongering or potential misinformation or anything about this, but we did want to address that, yes. We do know this is a thing. This is happening. It is uh, the Black Plague, Black Plague 2 Electric Boogaloo. As Melinda calls it. Yes, this is my new title for the coronavirus. Um, but yeah, we just, we're, we're kind of staying away from this one and leaving it to the professionals. Any questions or concerns, you should probably just go to the CDC website. Or the World Health Organization. Yeah. Get it from the true professionals. We are not professionals in the medical world, so we're just going to stay out of it. Yep. It may be impacting your travel plans at the moment, but just because it's impacting them now doesn't mean that you can't continually be learning about travel, dreaming about future travel, that kind of stuff, which is why we aren't stopping. There's still dreams to be had. So whether or not the coronavirus changes your plans is not up to us, and we don't want to influence that in any way. That's up to you, your insurance agency, and however you plan on getting there. Airline, cruise, whatever. Yep, and remember... Regardless of what's happening in the world, please always wash your hands. Please. If I had a dollar for every guy in my life who said, man, it's rough now because there's always a line for the sink and there never was before, I would be rich, but also very far away from all of the guys in my life. I'd be using that money to go elsewhere. Speaking about going elsewhere, let's talk about the happiest place on earth. That's right. Today's... Ooh, that's the second happiest place on earth. Um, today's topic is all about Disneyland and how to master it, which I'm sure yes. it could be applied to like Disney World in some instances and the other parks internationally. Somewhat. Disney and Disney World and Disneyland have slightly different if infrastructure around ticketing and fast passes, but it, the broad strokes of it are applicable to all of the yeah. Disney parks. Uh, shout out to Disney Tokyo for being super rad with Disney Sea. That was fun. It really was. And their potato churros, which I was convinced could not possibly be potato. Yeah. Sarah thought I was lying when I said, no, that says potato churro, which is just like the fanciest tater tot. I knew that it said potato, but I was like, surely it has to be not fully made out of potato, but obviously i was very very wrong because it was basically just mashed a giant potatoes tot. well it was soft in the middle like it had been blended it was like yeah mashed potato it is a churro. very formed mashed potato log and i'm so not even mad about it oh it's delicious and i'm glad we tried it but i was so 
confused. Oh, I know you were, and it was delightful for me. (laughs) Logically, you had to be right. Like, there was no way it could be anything else. And I don't know what I thought it might have been. Like a potato-flavored churro? Why would anyone make a starch-flavored starch? That doesn't make sense. A starch-flavored starch. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds terrible. Mmm, starch. But yeah. (laughs) Oh boy, okay. Uh, Back on track, how about them plans? Yes, so we are mostly focusing on Disneyland because I don't believe Melinda's been to Disney World. No, I've been to Disneyland and Disney Tokyo Sea. And I have not been to Disney World since literally the year 2000. They were doing the the Millennium Celebration. (laughs) In the year 2000. Sorry. I'll stop. No, keep going. I am game for any Conan reference. Then we have to make weird predictions now. I got nothing. Uh, in the year 2000, I don't know what, um, Sarah will go back to Disney World for another uh, epic landmark milestone. Milestone uh, celebration that we'll have. I'm waiting for the punchline. What's going to happen? I'm going to vomit on every ride? Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to be sick the whole time and (laughs) hate it. So basically, my knowledge about Disney World is very, very outdated. So, God, we should have had my sister on here. She's somehow always at a Disney park. It's a gift. It really is. Yeah, she has a talent for it. But anywho, uh, if you're planning a trip to the happiest place on Earth, keep in mind that there is going to be a flux of people in the park during days where there's like fancy events. Did you know that Mm -hmm. they had fancy events like marathons or food and wine festivals or Halloween, Christmas, Easter? Yep. They do Easter stuff? Yes, they do. I mean, more importantly, it's like the Halloween Christmas mashup that they do. That was awesome. That was pure magic. Halloween at Disneyland is fantastic. It's truly like next level adorable. Because it's Disney. Um, They (laughs) also have a D23 Expo. Uh, Anytime there's major school breaks or during Walt Disney's birthday. Yep. And the D23 Expo is not actually held at Disneyland. It's at the Anaheim Convention Center. But you know when a bunch of Disney nerds convene on a single location that's really close to Disneyland? They're making side trips to the park. So just assume Disney nerd convention means a shit ton of extra people at the park. Yes. So if you want to be a part of those, just, you know, plan ahead for the extra amount of people. And if you don't, then plan around it. Yep. I don't think there's really a bad time to go. I'd say the only time that is inconvenient, and I tried this once, is during the week after the LA school district lets out for the summer. Okay, that's fair. Every kid on break is like, I know what I'm going to do. Hey, kid, you just graduated eighth grade. What are you going to do next? I'm going to Disneyland. Or Californians have senior day at the park where all of the seniors in the surrounding school districts go to Disneyland for a day. That one's also nuts. So just bear that in mind. It's not as if you can't go to the park or that it's so full that it's a nightmare, but it's just a little bit longer waits. And if you are potentially traveling with children who are a little impatient, that might not be your best bet. And speaking about traveling with those kids, make sure you check out the height restrictions online on rides so you know which ones you can and cannot do. Yeah, mostly because if you have a kid who 
you're getting super jazzed up because we're going to go on Space Mountain next. Don't worry, it's going to be exciting. And then you get up to the line and they can't go. That's no fun. That You kind of wasted all of your, um, I don't know, encouragement and excitement. It's a little deflating, you know? But don't worry, you guys. I'm tall enough to go on all the rides at Disneyland. Now? You've grown in the last year. You've gotten so much taller. Probably not. I'm shrinking, if anything. But yeah, just... Just make sure because that's going to be a huge bummer. And when you get there and you're like, I can't go on this super cool ride that you kept telling me about. Mm -hmm. There will be tears. Uh, Disney also has some few fancy restaurants that are more of like a sit down and relax and enjoy. Like the Bayou one that's a part of like Pirates of the Caribbean. If you want to eat there, you should probably look into booking that ahead of time. Maybe like two or more months ahead of time just because it's such a popular thing and if this is something that's going to be a highlight a perk maybe not a perk but a highlight of your trip just make sure you're booking this ahead of time so you can guarantee yourself a spot without having to wait too much time for food because you don't have a reservation and particularly on those days that we mentioned that are high peak days there's no walking up and sitting down it's not a spur of the moment decision no and a lot of the cafes it's kind of hard to get seating at them too when it's like more of a cafeteria style place so luckily if you're not into the sit down dining experience which i think is something that would be fun to do once but isn't necessarily a must or recurring thing because it's very very pricey Uh, there's a lot of food items that are either like pretzels or turkey legs or things on sticks that you can eat in line and keep moving with. I highly recommend the turkey legs. They are amazing. So good. So good. (laughs) Yep. And so I know that when you're booking a Disney vacation, they really push that you bundle things and you get your park tickets and you stay at one of their hotels. But there are a lot of hotels really, really close to Disneyland. Like, Basically, the entire park is surrounded by hotels. They're cheaper. And if you're looking for a way to be more cost efficient, there's really good options. The trade-off is that when you're in a Disney park, you get to go into the park an hour early. I mean, when you're staying at a Disney hotel. I was going to say, I can stay at the park? (laughs) If you stay in the park because you've hidden behind one of the animatronics and it's a small world, everything's free. Ooh, until you get caught. (laughs) But, um... So if you stay at one of their hotels, yes, you do get to go in early. So there's a trade-off. Maybe that's worth it for you. Maybe it isn't. If you're not a morning person, getting into the park an hour early is probably not a good deal. But um, if you're looking to save money, staying elsewhere, it's it's an option. And the hotels around the park aren't bad hotels. They're all pretty good. Speaking about uh, not necessarily doing the whole Disney bundle if you're looking for a way to kind of help save money you can always purchase your tickets ahead of time online uh because sometimes they are subject to change depending on the season or the day of the week and probably what's going on so i don't know i think it's always just good to be prepared to get your stuff purchased ahead of time so then you have that cost taken care of and no extra surprises later yeah plus if you have your tickets already you can skip the ticketing line the ticketing line can be really really long If you look at the website for Disneyland and look at the ticket prices, you will get a map, or not a map, a calendar showing the price every single day, and it absolutely does fluctuate day to day. It's all based on some sort of algorithm, I'm sure, but it can be, it 
I think there's a flex of like 50 bucks. Jeez, that's actually kind of high. Yeah, I haven't looked at it in a little while, but I noticed it it used to be straightforward. One day, one park equals X amount, and it is not that straightforward anymore. And the closer you get, the more those prices are probably going to go up, I would assume. So I would not risk it. Get your tickets in advance, especially since it gives you the luxury of knowing when the cheapest days are. It's like airline tickets. Yeah, give me one second and I will pull up a calendar so I can give you an actual example. Could you play some hold music for me? Oh my god, that face. Don't make that face. That is terrifying. My cat sneezed. <laughs> okay, so I pulled up a calendar. For the month of March, the lowest price is $104 for one park, one adult, one day. The highest price is 154 So it is a $50 flex. Shit. Damn, Disney. Yeah. I'm not seeing anything right now higher than 154 but their prices seem to always be going up. So don't be surprised if it goes up higher than that. Plan ahead. Mm-hmm. So here's another thing. As a former California resident, I had the luxury of getting the California discount. There's a list of a specific range of zip codes where if that is your residence, then you get a small discount. I don't even think it was that much. Maybe 15%? Don't quote me on that. It could have been more. But now, if you want to use the California discount, you must have a credit card where the billing zip code is within that range. That was always true, or at least it was when I used it. But you also must provide ID at the gates showing that that is your zip code. And that is true for everyone on that ticket, except for probably minors who don't have ID. So in the past, I would buy two tickets with my zip code and give one to Melinda. Now, Melinda would also need to produce ID. I don't have one. I'm a minor. But you're tall enough to ride all the rides. So? So the other thing is in the past, if I knew I had three people visiting me over the summer, I would buy a booklet of five day passes. One for me and then one for the variety of people coming to visit. But now if you buy a five day pass, they take your picture and it is associated in their database with your ticket. So unless every person coming to visit me looks like Melinda, I'm screwed. Every person has to buy their own packet of passes. I say that as if they're physical copies, like a perforated book where you tear one off. It's not like that so much. But yeah, they're cracking down on people sharing their passes. And unless you look a lot like a group of people who all want to go in on a ticket, it's not going to work. No more loopholes. No. And then... Once you've made it to the park, one of the things that could help speed up your uh, line adventures while there is doing the single rider option to help maximize how many rides you can go on. If you have a group of friends and you're in the single riders, chances are you're probably going to be on the same ride. Yeah, or within one or two carts of each other, like on Splash Mountain, you might be in one log and your friend will be in the log behind you. And there's nothing wrong with that because then you can hopefully smack your friend in the head or something fun. Or um, single riders is a lot of fun for the cars ride. I don't know what that one's called. Uh, I think it's called Radiator Springs. Ooh, yeah, I think it might be. Because it's more fun when you and your friend are in opposite cars and they race each other at the end. <laughs> that actually is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I think that's probably... I mean, we. I don't think we've actually gone on that one, not doing the single riders line, because it's way faster. Yeah. And again, 
it's more fun to race each other to see who is the better person. Have I ever told you about the last time I went on that ride? Mm, yes. When Carrie and her husband and kids were there. Yeah. I felt so bad. We went and got fast passes for the entire family, but they weren't going to be valid until the park was just closing. Carrie and the kids were going to go watch World of Color, and Dave and I were just planting ourselves in the line for Radiator Springs, so that way, after World of Color, they could run over, get in line with us, and we could ride it before the park closed problem is is the line moved too quickly so we got up to the front of the line and i was like i think we should just tell them we have to wait because we're waiting for people we just plant ourselves the kids will run over because the ride was still brand new at this point and the kids had never been on it before so i'd say bella was probably seven at this point like they were still fairly little and dave goes come on let's just ride it really quickly they will never know we'll get back in line and it'll be great. Like nobody will have to know that we went without them. It's like, okay, I don't know if this is gonna work. I'm gonna feel really bad if we get to ride it and the kids miss out. And Dave goes, don't worry about it. It's, it's gonna be fine. Get on the ride, ride it. And as we step off, we go to get back in line and they're like, this ride is closed. <laughs> and so just in that moment, the kids show up. They're like, we're ready to go. And we're like, we got out of line and rode the ride without you. So uh, you don't get to ride. Okay, let's go home. <laughs> Both of them looked so, so crushed. And my brother-in-law was like, should we tell them that we rode the line, rode the ride? Like, yeah, you have to tell them we rode. You can't lie to the children. And so Dave kind of sheepishly is looking at his feet and goes, yeah, we, we kind of went on it without you. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I felt so bad. They were so crushed. They've been on it like a hundred times since then, so let's not feel too bad. But in that moment, it was really sad. Monsters. But that I brings told him. a good point about making sure that you're getting fast passes uh, as quickly as you can for any of the new rides. And if there are rides that you absolutely, you have to do this, otherwise the whole trip is ruined, you might want to consider splurging for the max pass, which gets you into like everything fast right? You can skip the line on a lot of different ones. So the Max Pass is built into the Disneyland app. So you would open the app, put in your ticket information, pay for Max Pass. Max Pass would be $20 per person per day that you want it. So if you want to do it for just one day of your trip, you could. You could also do it for every single day. But it has added features where you don't actually... Okay, so the Fast Pass is a little kiosk at the entry of not all rides, but the bigger ones, where you go in, you stick your ticket in, and it pops out a ticket telling you when you can return to go on the ride. So you don't have to wait in line, you just go into the fast pass line and immediately get on the ride. With Max Pass, you don't have to go to the kiosk to get that slip. It is all on your phone. So you can map out which rides you want to go to when, gather your fast passes without actually having to go and physically gather them. Because let's say you want to go on a, get a fast pass for a ride on one side of the park and then get in line for a ride on the other side of the park. Like there's a lot of walking that needs to be done, but with the max pass, you cut all of that out and you can just do it all from your phone, which means you can be in line for something else and still be getting fast passes. Which going up to the kiosk and getting a fast pass, depending on how new the ride is or anything, those will go really, really quickly. Yes. People are not kidding around. Yeah, the last time we had this issue is when Star Tours opened. 
which I think they're redoing Star Tours again already. But um, and it was just impossible to get a fast pass. It was a nightmare. You pretty much just had to sit through the line and deal with it. So yeah, but there are some rides that are better to get a fast pass for than others. Like, I don't know, some rides just go a whole lot faster. So you got to be a little bit strategic. <laughs> you do. Um, and with that, if you are, if you have kids with you that are at the park and they don't want to go on certain rides or it might be too scary for them. Or they're too short. Or they're too short. You can do the, um, the rider switch option, which was like built for parents with kids because one person waits uh, with a child who does not want or cannot go on ride and then you can switch. You just have to let uh, the cast members know that this is what you need to do and they'll tell you where you need to go and whatnot and guide you through. So if you have like a five-year-old and a ten-year-old and the five-year-old is too small but everybody still wants to go on the ride, then you can swap. The adults yeah. can swap. Yeah, and in that case where you have a small kid with you or a slightly taller kid who wants to go on the ride they can go on the ride twice it's just the parents that have to swap yeah because they realize that someone needs to be with the small child yeah and they'll usually have like a designated waiting area off to the side so you can watch your the other half of your family go on the ride and you just kind of chill out until it's your turn yep they truly have thought of everything uh one tip for you disney virgins out there i know this seems like it goes without saying but really, I cannot stress this enough. If you're going to a Disney park, wear incredibly comfortable shoes. Like your most comfortable shoes because you will be standing for hours and hours. It'll be broken up a little bit because maybe you're in line for Splash Mountain for an hour. You ride the ride. You go find another line to stand in for another hour. So anything that is like, oh, this is kind of comfy. No. There's no kind of comfy shoes because kind of comfy shoes will be miserable by the end of the day. Comfortable shoes. The most comfortable you can get. Because there's a lot of standing and a lot of walking. Yes. The park is pretty dense. Like you can get off the line for one ride and then immediately find yourself in another line. But that doesn't mean that that's the next ride you want to do. So you might be zigzagging across the park if you haven't really mapped it out. It will be... A, a very big workout on your legs and calves and feet and you know the whole lower half and don't forget if there is a souvenir that you really want to get get it early in the day um shopping when like everything's kind of closing up and everybody's being herded to the front gates everybody's in the stores at that point selling mm -hmm. everything and they might sell out of what you want or that you just like physically cannot get to the store because there's way too many people it's way too crowded so plan ahead that's a lot of this just plan ahead okay yeah. over and actually here's one tip that we didn't put in this but i just thought of if you do buy it early in the day um if for whatever reason it breaks while you are in the park they will replace it that includes like light up toys for kids and balloons if your kids balloon pops or your balloon pops I don't know, maybe you like balloons. If it pops during the day, they will replace it if you are in the park. If you nice. take it outside and let it go, you, I mean, it's gone. But if you're in the park, you will get a new one. So don't worry about getting it early because there's no real hazard involved. And if you want to meet specific characters, use the Disneyland app. It'll tell you who's popping up and what time and where-ish. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, you can stand in that line to meet your favorite <laughs> character. Uh, some characters have designated places like Tinkerbell has Fairy Forest or whatever it's called. And that's Pixie the only Hollow. place you'll see her. 
Pixie Hollow, that's what it is. Pixie Hollow. Rude. And I'm scared that you knew that. What? I like Disney still. I don't like all like the Tinkerbell like knock like side story. It's whatevs. But I did um, movie rentals for a very long time. Don't judge. Um, if you're with a kid who really, really wants to see a bunch of characters, I mean, I can't relate to that because characters kind of freak me out. But uh, you might want to look into booking one of the character meals where you sit down and characters go table to table and you can take pictures with them and whatnot. I did that once with my sister's kids when they were really little and I was uncomfortable the whole time because I hate costume characters. But if that's your thing, that is an option. If it's not your thing and you're waiting in lines on lines on lines, don't forget that you can always look for hidden Mickeys. They're everywhere. And... Some of them are not so hidden. Like, they've done it very, very well, so it's fun for all ages. Yeah, and hidden Mickeys are instances of the shape, the outline of Mickey's head that are just kind of placed at random throughout the park. So, like, I can't... Oh, um, outside one of the restaurants, there's a big pile of horseshoes. And if you look carefully, there's three super weirdly round horseshoes that are fused together in the shape of Mickey's head, just kind of nestled into the pile. I mean, there's probably hundreds and hundreds of examples, but that's the first one that came to mind. So just tell your kid. It's like in last in a previous episode when I told you about how my sister, when we were flying together, would say, keep an eye out for all the caribers out in the clouds. Tell your kids, oh, keep an eye out for the hidden Mickeys. And then that'll give them something to occupy their time when you're bored in line. And while you're bored in line, you can always use their app to check out the restaurant's menus. So you get when you get there, you can have a plan already. Make sure it's something that you want. Make sure that you're willing to spend the money on. And yep. it's a good way to pass time. Who doesn't like looking at pictures of food or reading about food? Yeah, especially if you are traveling with kids who are picky, which is pretty much all kids. Uh, you can have an idea if there's something at that restaurant worth that they would be interested in. I don't know how many times we've hoofed it over to a restaurant and then one of the kids would say, I don't like anything here. Like, well, we just crossed the park to get here. Uh, what's our next nearest option? So if you sort that out before... To the other side of the park! <laughs> Where are the turkey legs? Yeah. And then it also helps you plan, hey, if we head up this way, we can hit up this, this, and this ride, and then we can grab some food at this place because this is what we want. Yep. It just helps make your day go a little bit smoother so you have an idea of this will be a good point to stop and get food, but we can also do stuff up here. Mm -hmm. Yep. So one of the things that you might notice in the park is that in a couple locations, there are big signs with a list of all the rides and it tells you what the wait times are. So it can help you plan, well, you know, Star Tours has a wait of two hours and we need to get food between sometime in the next two hours. So that's maybe not our best choice. But the other thing is that you can also get the wait times in the Disneyland app or there's third party apps, which I, I've played around with both of them in the past. I kind of like the third party wait time apps a little bit more because it they're just wait time apps. It's strictly a list. There's no hunting through the map or any of that. And they'll also tell you whether or not that ride is opened or closed for the day. Which has come to our advantage a couple times. I know... Back when I lived in California, the Matterhorn seemed to be closed 
continually. And every once in a while, you'll be looking at the app, hit refresh, and suddenly you'll say Matterhorn open. And that is your key to get out of line and run (laughs) because it doesn't stay open for long when it's under construction. Take the advantage. Mm -hmm. It's really not under construction. They're just playing basketball in the court out there, up there. Yeah, fun fact. There is, in fact, a half basketball court in the peak of the Matterhorn at Disneyland. Yeah, even the third-party apps, they have pretty accurate wait times. They'll tell you what's open, what's closed, what's all of a sudden open, and it's a good game changer because it's easier than to have it all in your hand than having to walk past and see boards and be like, ooh, too long. Yeah, and if, let's say you're in a line and it suddenly says the Matterhorn is open, if you're there with another person, Maybe one of you stay in line while the other one runs to check to make sure it's actually open. You gotta be super strategic with Disney. Do not give up a spot in line willingly. Also, if the ride seems to keep breaking down while you're in line, sometimes it's worth to wait it out and not just leave. Yeah, because other people will leave and suddenly that line is much shorter. I'm looking at you, Indiana Jones. And then there's rides like um, the Haunted Mansion, which will break down while you are on it and suddenly you get time to just sit there and look at all the detail or, you know, sing All Star. Whatever floats your two can, it's all good. Yeah, I've never been on the Haunted Mansion where it did not break down at some point during the ride. And I feel like when it breaks down, somehow it always becomes a sing-along. And I don't understand why, but there's like a camaraderie of people stuck in the Haunted Mansion that leads to singing. Why not? It's Disneyland. They're all about random songs at random <laughs> points of the day. Yep. So there are probably a million other things we could give you tips on for in the park. But Ooh, but wait, one of the most important things is make sure you're drinking a lot of water while you're there. And don't forget your sunscreen. Yes. Water and sunscreen. If you are one of my translucent brethren. What's up, Casper buddies? <laughs> Set up an alarm on your phone to go off once an hour to remind you to update or to reapply because the lines at Disneyland are rarely shaded. And even when there's some cloud cover, you're still being beaten down upon with UV rays. And there's sort of an instinct to be constantly in the move at Disneyland. And everyone's like, you just got to stop and reapply. Just do it. Especially if you've been on Splash Mountain or, you know. Oh, the Grizzly River Run? Yes. Yeah, any of the the slate water ones. But also drink your water because nobody wants to be that poor girl that passes out in line from dehydration at Pirates of the Caribbean. And that is not a ride that I would get dehydration for. (laughs) It's a fun (laughs) ride, but like... (laughs) Not worth passing out. Oh, I don't think she chose that, but it was it was sad. It was a little scary, but it was a very real reminder of you're constantly on the go. You're constantly being being beat down by those California sun rays and UV rays. So you also need to make sure that you're staying hydrated, sunscreen, taking care of yourself. Yeah, bring an empty water bottle. I know there have been times where I forgot to bring it. And I'm thinking every time I pass a stand selling water, like, uh, am I really going to spend $4 on a bottle of water? So yes, the water in the park in the plastic bottles is expensive. So bring your own water bottle so that you're not having to choose, am I going to fork over cash for something I need or 
getting dehydrated. Which they do have water fountains mm-hmm. kind of built in some of the lines, depending on where you're at, which is yeah. probably like the saddest thing is because Pirates has one in water. like a courtyard. Yeah. And it still happened. And I think she was, she got some water too, but I think she was just too far gone. Yeah. And it was, I feel for you. Yeah, California sun is not to be underestimated. On a hot day, it is killer. Yeah, sweat city. So drink your water, reapply your sunscreen. Agreed. So we're just kind of scratching the surface here. These are the important ones to know. But if you Google Disneyland tips, you will find more than a couple lists titled 100 tips for disneyland top 10 tips for disneyland but like multiple over 100 (laughs) yeah there's there is a lot we want to be your jumping off point get on that uh those webernets on pinterest and you can find a whole bunch of things and compile a list that works best for you yep um if the only thing you take away from this let it be plan ahead wear sunscreen drink water Wear comfortable shoes. Yep. But to segue into more Disney content, uh, here are some things that you might not know about the park that could be useful to you. To start off, if you are traveling with a pet, not a service dog, service dogs can get into the park. Although I wonder if service ponies could get in. I was just going to ask about service horses. I mean, I think technically per the ADA, they would have to be allowed in, but I digress. If you're traveling with a pet, there are kennels at the park that you can use. I think I think it was $20 a day and space is limited, but you don't have to leave your dog in a hotel room or a camper or wherever you're staying. You can bring them to the park where they will be sheltered. The only hitch is that they do not feed them and they do not walk them. So if those are things your dog needs during your stay, you will be responsible for doing that. But that's a nice thing to do. I think they realize a lot of people are like renting RVs and traveling up and down the coast or going on road trips or whatever. And if there's an option to put your pet someplace safe, a lot of people would take that. So that's very nice. Yeah, that's actually a pretty cool thing. But um, if you are on a tight budget, Disney does let you bring in your own food to the park, which is good for snacks. I mean, Who doesn't want to eat all the Mickey-shaped things that they can in a day, but to help keep food costs low while in the park, because you know it's going to be expensive, it's a park, Um, bring your own snacks. Nice and easy to pack in a bag, or if you really need to save money, you can pack some sandwiches or something too, and they're totally okay with it. They have a bag check, but you know, I don't think anybody's going to confiscate your sandwich. (laughs) They're really just checking that you're not bringing drugs or weapons into the park. You are perfectly allowed to bring your own food and set up your own little picnic. And in fact, if you really, really need to bring something that needs heating and the changing rooms, like there's a baby, like a place for parents to take babies and change them and heat formula and whatnot, there's a microwave in there. Yes, you might have to fight a lot of new mothers to get to the microwave, but Potentially, you could use it. I did not even know that. I did know, though, that they do have a lot of locker stations on the property that you can get into and store, like, if you and your friend are going, but you want to, you know, kind of condense things to make yourselves lighter and faster to navigate those crowds, you can use the locker. Uh, You can get into it as much as you need to. If you don't want to carry around your souvenirs, that's a great place to stash them as well. Because, um... The more nimble of a traveler you are, the easier it is to kind of get in and off of rides and not have to worry, oh my god, is this going to fall out? Am I going to lose something? Yeah, 
unlike a lot of other theme parks where when you get on say a roller coaster you just drop your bag on the other side and cubbies and you pick it up when you're done disneyland does not have that anything with you goes with you so like if you're carrying a large backpack full of snacks and water bottles and all kinds of things you have to somehow get it on the ride with you which is why i highly recommend what we do which is we bring one small backpack for the two of us we put both of our water bottles in it we put whatever we think we're going to need like our tickets wallets sunscreen exactly jacket but it's a small backpack that way we're not both lugging around a shit ton of stuff and then we just alternate trade off during the day who carries it and if you want to get that perfect magical photo while you're there there's park employees that are stationed around at certain prime locations that are also professional photo photographers wow words are hard um so it's sometimes worth it to let them take a picture of you you don't have to buy it if you don't like it but if you're going to be interested in doing a lot of photos there is a photo pass makes it easy to collect them and buy them and they're gonna get all the right angles for you they're gonna make you look good yeah plus they will photoshop them so that it includes characters so for instance i know when we did it with my sister last time i went They'd gather us all around and we'd put our hands in a circle like we were holding something, like palms up, just kind of gathered. And then they took the photo and what they did is they photoshopped Tinkerbell into our hands so it looked like we were holding her. Oh, yeah. See, and they're going to give you the right direction so it doesn't look awkward. Like you're mm-hmm. self-posed. I'm on the leaning tower of Pisa holding it up. <laughs> but really, you're five feet away. Five feet away and your hand's not in the right position and there's somebody walking through. It looks like you're just waiting for a high five. Oh my god, I love those videos of the girls skipping and high-fiving everybody. <laughs> I digress. Wait, wait. There's a great video that Melinda's referencing of a woman in Pisa who sees all the tourists trying to do that sort of classic, I'm holding up the tower photo. But because she's not videotaping from their perfect angle, she just sees a bunch of people with their hands in the air. She just jumps around and gives everybody high fives and ruins their photos. It's great. And I love her so much for it because it's hilarious. And she's so gleeful about it. She is. She's like doing the world a, a kindness favor and just high-fiving everybody that's just waiting for one. Can't leave them hanging. She has the expression on her face of someone who has never been asked to have a high five and who's just like, yeah, this is my moment. Slap. <laughs> so good. <laughs> But no, uh, these are true professionals. They're going to give you the right guidance so it looks good. Uh, And then you have like the perfect keepsake without, you know, your finger over part of the lens of your camera or something or a little off center. Yeah, and they know all of the places where you'd want to take pictures in front of the castle, at the sword and the stone, Pixie Hall, you name it. If it's like a classic Disney image. They've got someone there waiting for you. Another little Disney hack is if you're not so interested in necessarily doing the parade or fireworks or world of color, as cool as they are, that's sometimes your best chance to go on rides. Lines drop because everybody's distracted and watching that. Get on those hard to get on rides during these points. Take advantage of them doing something else that's not the rides. Yeah, those things, the parades, the fireworks, the world of color, like the water show stuff, they're the same every single night. So if you see them the first night, maybe use that time the next few nights if you're staying multiple days. I know one year we decided to do, 
Was it you and I or my friend Brendan? Bryn and I. We didn't want to watch What's the, the story. We didn't want to watch the fireworks, so instead we went to Thunder Mountain. Oh, that was us. And then and we, we wrote, wrote it. it like three times in a row because everybody was watching the fireworks. So we just got off, got back in line, and got back in the ride. But you can also see the fireworks from that ride and it's a little bit more fun watching fireworks from a roller coaster where there's little animatronic goats with tnt in their mouth <laughs> you just get whipped around and you're like oh color oh more color oh my gosh a goat <laughs> it adds a little extra flavor on top it does especially when you imagine that the fireworks are the tnt going off it yeah it, it gives it a little extra pizzazz <laughs> Um, another thing is, you know, sometimes you might think that, oh, this is too much of a baby ride and I'm an adult. Maybe go check out those rides. Sometimes there's hidden little gems that you can look for. Are we talking about the poo ride? Like Pooh's Corner. Um, they have these arches that you go through and if you turn around from like your beehive that you're riding in or like your honeypot um you can see old old animatronic heads that are kind of mounted on the back wall like trophy style yeah so it's i don't know if i learned anything from that poo ride besides the heffalumps are still a thing and poo is way more psychedelic than i remember yeah that ride's a little trippy but um yeah you can find hidden little gems like the old mounted animatronic heads because i believe before the poo ride was the poo ride it was the country bear jamboree i'm not sure it's something that's not there anymore let me see what was the poo ride before it was poo uh, when she says poo she means winnie the, winnie poo, the poo and not poop <laughs> it's Pooh's Corner, which I get out of context, it still sounds weird. <laughs> Let's see. It has its own Wikipedia page. What does it well, say? Of course it does. Yeah, Country Bear Jamboree. Nice, well done. They had originally planned to replace it with Country Bear Racing, called a uh, sorry, a Country Bear Racing attraction called Critter Country 500, but it was rejected by management. Also, nobody knows what Country Bear Jamboree is anymore. Except old mountain mounted animatronic heads on the Winnie the Pooh ride. But you gotta look for them. Yes. If I found a picture of it. It is a... It's the heads of a bison, a moose, and a deer animatronic. But I mean, those are just the fun little gems. Like, there's other little things like um, Haunted Mansion has, like, a crack on the glass uh from the ballroom scene from like when that ride originally opened up and somebody shot a bb or no a slingshot they slingshotted something at it and it broke a little bit was a bb gun but yeah they covered the crack with a spider to make it look like it belongs but it doesn't look like it belongs if you see it and they just left it it's it's little things like that that kind of makes i don't know it makes it a little more special or for instance if you look carefully in the waiting area for the indiana jones ride you can see a sign for the Eeyore parking lot because the Indiana Jones ride used to be the parking lot, but they expanded the boundaries of the park itself, knocked down the parking garage and turned it into a ride. But still gave a, a nice little nod to it. Mm -hmm. They've done things well. Also about doing things well, if it is your first time to the park, if it's your birthday or an anniversary, if you swing by their city hall building, you can get a free button to help celebrate whatever you're celebrating. And if you get the birthday button, people tell you happy birthday. Yes, Disney. So I'm sure a lot of people know that the happy birthday song was until recently uh, copyrighted material. So anytime you use the song, you had to pay for it. I mean, that doesn't apply to individuals, but 
a company as large as Disney would technically have to pay a royalty every time. So they wrote their own Disney, their own birthday song. And if they see you with a pin, they will sing, this is your birthday song. It isn't very long. That's it. That's their or own special Or just wish you happy Disney. birthday. Or that. Technically, yeah. they're supposed to sing, though. It is a cast I think I just had people that wished me happy birthday anytime they saw it that were cast members. And it's like, thank you! <laughs> and then, you know, like, small kids and other people at the park, they see the button, they wish you happy birthday. And it's like, it's just, I don't know, there's something very special that all of a sudden it's a nice little community. Yeah. And so I think the buttons are happy anniversary, happy birthday, um, we just got married. But there's also just blank ones that say, I'm celebrating. And you can ask them to put whatever you want on there. So they might not have a, an adoption specific one, but you could go in and say, we're celebrating our child's adoption and they will make you an adoption pin. Or uh, just graduated from college, high school, yeah. maybe middle school or kindergarten. Yeah, it's it's pretty freaking cool. Um, I thought of one more tip that is not on this list, but I'm going to throw it out there just in case. So the park has a lot, a lot of people in it, which means there's a lot of people trying to access cell data. So it can be very difficult to connect to the internet unless you're accessing something like the wait time list, which is not a particularly robust page for it to load. It is even worse when you're in rides such as Indiana Jones because you're waiting inside of a large concrete building. So if you are waiting inside, it is really helpful to put your phone into airplane mode because otherwise it's going to be continually searching for a data source to connect to and it'll run your battery down. So unless you need to connect to the internet, it could be worthwhile to put your phone into airplane mode. Good point. Yep. But not the tip of the week, actually. No. Tip of the week is even better than everything we just talked about. It really is. Shall you share? I shall. So if you've not been to a Disney park before, it's possible you have not yet heard, heard of this amazing, wonderful dish. Literally the best thing in the entire park. But you may have because it is the best part of the entire park. I think this is my number one. And then number two is a Mickey shaped pretzel. <laughs> um, so one of the things they offer, and they don't offer it at many locations in the world. Well, it used to be fewer, but apparently Menchie's got the right to make this as well. Oh, hell yeah. And that's like my little extra bit of happy when I go there. <laughs> and that is a Dole Whip. A Dole Whip is a blended, it's similar to a, like a frozen yogurt, but without dairy. It's a dairy. sorbet. Yeah. It looks more like a frozen yogurt, but there's no dairy in it. Yeah. It's, it's a sorbet. There's no dairy, and, but it's creamy and it's smooth and it just hits the spot on that hot California day. And in case Dole was not a good enough giveaway, it is pineapple. Blended pineapple. It is the, it's, it's wonderful. It is one of the best things. And a recent development in Disney technology is that you can now use the Disneyland app to order things in advance like you would at Starbucks and then go pick it up. So you don't have to wait in the line, which means the time between you getting your Dole Whip just shortened, which is really one step closer to world peace. Yes, which is nice because you can get your Dole Whip as like on its own, kind of like an ice cream, or you can get it in a float where it's like Dole Whip in pineapple juice. Oh, so good. Oh, it's so good. So good. Try it. Love it. Learn it. But not in that order. Yeah. And it it truly is incredibly refreshing. It is the perfect dessert. I love it. I do too. 
Now I need some Dole Whip in my life. Yeah. I wanted to have one in Hawaii, but it, it was complicated. I did not get a Dole Whip, and I felt like an idiot about it. As you should. We went to this, like, hole-in-the-wall um, shaved ice place, and next to their window was a door that had a poster advertising Dole Whips. And my sister said, go inside and see if the restaurant inside is what's serving the Dole Whips or if it's the window. But the door that had the poster on it was not the entrance. It was just a side exit. So I went around into the restaurant and there was nothing in there. It was just a counter. Like there was no back kitchen. There was nothing. And there was no obvious machine on the counter that can make it. And the menu didn't have it on there. So we went out, went to the window. And I told Carrie, I was like, they don't have them out there. It has to be at the window where they're making the shaved ice. Get up the counter and I said, I'll have one dollop. And she goes, um, we don't serve them here. They're inside in the restaurant. So we had <laughs> waited at the wrong counter. And meanwhile, Carrie's going, oh, they don't have them in there, do they? Mm. It wasn't Well, that's what you're you. supposed to do. <laughs> so I did not get my Dole Whip. I haven't had a Dole Whip in way too long. Sucker. It's very sad for me. Typically a regular item at Menchie's. If you know, you need a, you need a little Disney cheat. It's usually there. If you yeah. have one of those frozen yogurt chains near you. In which case way to rub it in jerk face you're welcome mm. i try jerk <laughs> so yeah that is how you master disneyland or at least attempt to it yeah. takes practice still it it sounds a little silly to say that but it does take practice and the more you know your way around the park the more efficient you are and the more willing you are to do single rider the faster you get through everything maybe not the faster you get through everything but the the more time you have to get to everything you want to ride. I mean, there's still rides at Disneyland that I don't know about you, but I haven't done them. Like the one, was it Pinocchio's storybook or whatever? The one where you go through the whale? Never done it. Same. I think we're missing out. Okay, next time we go, we have to do all the rides we haven't done. It's going to be a lot of little kids rides. <laughs> and then you have to do the old school driving one. I've done that one. No, but you have to be the driver. I've done that. You made me drive. We've both done it once. At least once. Yeah, but it's your turn to drive and kill the engine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Autotopia. It's That's so easy it. to make those cars stall. Remember when we did the weird, like, water one at Disney Tokyo Sea? And we were pretending we were having way more fun on it than... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was like the aquatic version of Autotopia. My favorite memory from Disney Sea was when we did Indiana Jones, and of course it was all in Japanese. And which is really fun. Yeah, I don't know. Really I think was. I liked it better in Japanese. Harrison Ford speaking Japanese is A plus. Recommend it. But there were yes. young people in front of us who were freaking the fuck out. And there was Harrison Ford. Well, they were terrified. And there were old ladies behind us who were cackling at how stupid they sounded and i love those old ladies so much and i can't wait to be them when i grow up <laughs> oh it it made me laugh like the more they cackled at the young girls in front it's like yes life goals it was significantly more fun than the time we did the indiana jones ride in anaheim and the woman in front of me had her hair up in space buns and she had put those little cocktail umbrellas in her hair but that ride jerks around really hard. And at one point, one of them flew out and I got stabbed in the eye with a drink umbrella. She just wanted to know if you like pina coladas. I'm getting do, caught in the rain. But not in my eyeball. Well, you're a party pooper. 
<laughs> yeah, well, my eye was red and like uncontrollably tearing up for the rest of the day. She just wanted to share. Yeah, well, share the drink, not the umbrella. And I think if that we wrap up this week's episode. Yeah. So go forth and enjoy Disneyland. But remember, it's an adventure. So bring your Mickey ears with you. And eat all the Dole Whip. Yeah, honestly, order a couple. You're going to want them. You're not going to want to share either. So everybody gets their own. And if you get a sunburn, it'll make you feel so much better. It'll cheer you up at least. It won't make your skin feel better, but like lift your spirits. But please don't get sunburned. It's sunscreen, not acid. So it's okay to wear. Oh, that kid. We have a lot of Disney stories, folks. If we kept telling them, we'd be here for another couple hours. So we'll leave you with this. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. Don't forget to tell your friends about us and subscribe so you never miss a thing. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest under C2Unknown. That's S-E-A-T-O Unknown. Or you can check us out on our website, www.c2unknown.com. Want to know what we do on our off time? You can find both Sarah and I on Twitter and Instagram. Sarah is at S-A-R underscore S, and I'm at Hooligan Monster on both. We would also love to hear from you. Send us an email with your stories and travel tips to c2unknown at gmail.com. Until then, it's an adventure. Bye!